Stand by to the floor in five, four, three, two, one. Coming to you live from the rich heartland of Altamont Springs, Florida, it's The Vic Show with Victor Bowers, brought to you by Super Channel WACX-TV. Take it away! Greetings! Greetings! Greetings, one and all. It's The Vic Show with Victor Bowers. Welcome! Welcome to the Vic Show and the laser light show in the background and now I'll be commencing the bubble machine with my special walkie-talkie and playing in the DJ booth is Wordy Rapping Hood from 1981 by the Tom Tom Club. Talking about words. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And bubbles. The new face of Christian TV. Who would have thought, right? And Charlie, if you're out there listening, Charlie from Home Depot in Alphamont Springs, we just bought a refrigerator from him. And actually we bought two, but I bought my mom sent it back. She's a picky sh- she's a picky sh- she's a picky shopper, so we t- returned it before we even got it home. And uh, Charlie was very good to help. Oh, hello, ladies. So I'm just saying hello to Charlie in case he's watching. A shout out. Charlie at Home Depot in Altamont is the best salesman there. Don't buy from anybody else. Buy from him. Anyway, he has a lot of good stories. So welcome to the Vic Show and all that's going on. I was told I was admonished for um, for the little tooth family because it's too loud. I hear it's too loud. But anyway... Yeah. Hold on. I unplugged one of them. What are we doing? Well, anyway. Oh, that's right. Okay. Thank you, Doc. So, big show. Okay. How do I turn that down out here now? Oh, thanks. So, yeah, big show. How you doing out there? Good, 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 good. good. Well, well, um... Oh yeah, Diane. Diane is out going vacation. I hear. Yeah. Right, a mini back to a foreign land and to an island getaway. Come on, we're expecting you. The love boat soon will be taking another run. The love boat promises something for everyone. Okay, that's the all plane, I know. The plane. Fantasy. Oh, did Fantasy that's, Island that's have a show? That's oh. a different show. Are you going to Fantasy Island? Fantasy Island? And uh, well, Squiggy, no, it wasn't Squiggy. Tattoo. Tattoo. Squiggy is another show. It's another show. Oh, Tattoo and Laverne and Shirley and Squiggy. I'm getting everything mixed up in my head. The plane. The plane. Is that, is that culturally sensitive to say? Can we still use that? I know we can't use tomahawks and say chief and Indians anymore. Oh, I'm saying it though. Just say, so if you if I if you want to be offended, listen to me. I'll offend you. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not on purpose. I'm sorry. I don't need. I'm just I'm just showing up, y'all. Amen. I'm just showing up. I'm. Um, just keep showing. 
Ah, uh, yeah, just keep showing up. That's right. Thank you, Terry, for reminding me. Just keep showing up. So, so the just keep now qualifies as the same as just showing up for the. Uh, okay, I guess it does. Thank you for that. Um, thank you. We're making the rules up as we go. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, just keep showing up, and uh, it's it's. We've been talking about this for several shows, several weeks here, depending on when you're seeing this show. This show airs in several other markets. Who would have thought? Wow. It's so crazy, people have to see it to believe it. So yeah, we're airing in um, Athens, Georgia, our market a TV station up there, and in Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. Wow. Yeah, we're in what? Sin City. Right on. Right on. We, we are airing in Sin City. That's the moniker for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, go, what goes on there stays there. Actually, it doesn't, but because it travels the world in the form of virus and disease. But I won't talk about that. Um, and debt. No, and whatever. I need to just get focused. Focus, 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 focus. Okay. So yeah, just keep showing up. Anyway, we're on a Vegas TV station there. Thank you for that. And actually, in regards to that, it's another Christian television station that's in the Las Vegas market, part of the CTN network, Christian television network, which is based out of um, Largo, Tampa, St. Pete, Largo, West, uh, Central West Florida area. Bob DeAndre and family and longtime friends of this ministry, thank you for all the good work you're doing on the West Coast of Florida and also in other markets around the country through your network, through Christian Television Network, CTN. And one of their stations, which is in Vegas, Las Vegas, uh, we're do, we did an arrangement with them, a trade. So this show has been traded for another show of equal importance and of interest called the Pink, is it the Pink Chair Show, Rick? Yes. The Pink That's Chair. Correct. That's correct. It's a show called The Pink Chair, and it's produced in Las Vegas at the CTN station there. And so that's airing here on this station on a super... Hookers for Jesus. Hookers for Jesus. Hookers for Jesus. That's one you won't forget. Hookers for Jesus. Is That's, that's uh, .net, I think, or .org. It's a website. No, they're laughing, but it's true. Arente's, Arente's that's the face of disbelief on Arente. <laughs> And, um, oh, hello, there's Arente and Angie. Where's Nathan? Is he lying? Is he napping back there? He's right there. Oh, there he is. Okay, hello. Yeah, Nathan, <laughs> the DJ. And um, so, hook, not Hookers for Jesus. Um, the Pink Chair is the name of the show. Look for it in the lineup. Do, Rick, do you know when it comes on? Uh, I'll get back with you. Okay, we'll get back. But it's a great show. It's hosted by a lady who used to be a prostitute in in the Vegas because in that market in that in that region prostitution is legal it's a form of business of course and and it's legalized and but there's of course much damage to people in that industry and so she has been saved and redeemed from that life God has done a miraculous work in her life and she is now a preacher and that sounds just like something God would do choose a prostitute and make her a preacher and because uh, that's what God does. He brings dead things back to life. And, um, and he wants to do, and he'll do that in your life too, by the way. He's already done his part. Since we're, all, since we're talking about dead things coming to life, God's already done his part. God's already brought the dead back to life. And now he's offering it to you as a gift. It's called the gospel. It's called salvation. Mm-hmm. It's called being born again. All those terms, they're all meaning one thing. God bringing dead things back to life. 
And without Christ, you're a dead man walking, or a dead woman walking, you're a dead thing walking, you're a dead person, but you're walking. Christ brings new life. God, Christ brings the life that you were meant to have, the, the life that God planned for you in God's mind. He planned for you when he was thinking of Diane. And when he right. was thinking of Terry, he was thinking, this is the life I want her to have, and this is what will happen. And Diane comes along, and things may go wrong, or people do things and make bad decisions, and Diane's impacted. But in Christ, God begins to reshape Diane and reshape yes. Terry into the image that God had for those two ladies and has for you. Right on. And that's part of the gospel message, is bringing dead things back to life. And God did that. So it's on offer. Anyway, so back to... The show, The Pink Chair, hosted by this woman, and I, I failed to remember her name, but, um, but watch it. It's a good show. Lots of fun topics being Annie. talked about. Huh? Annie. Annie is her name. And she's on at 11 o'clock on Sundays. 11 o'clock on Sunday nights here on Super Channel, The Pink Chair wow. Show. It's a beautiful little set, and it's really interesting. It's almost as interesting as The Vic Show, <laughs> and I have to say that, but... Anyway, watch it. We're glad to be on in Vegas in the Vic Show and just talking about Jesus and telling Bible stories because that's how you, that's how you, that's how God begins to relate to us is through, he tells us a story in the scriptures. This is, this is not a guide. I mean, this is a guidebook, but it's more than just the manual on how to live your life that it will tell you. There's lots of wisdom. This is wisdom literature. And, um, but the Bible is a story with a beginning, and it leads up to one person. And, um, and this, it's a good story. It has a beautiful ending, lots of twists and turns along the way. As I like to say, God draws straight with crooked lines. And so there are a lot of crooked lines in the stories of the Bible. And some people don't understand it or they're offended by what they hear because they don't know the bigger context of where the story is going. But the story has a happy ending. For all, for all who want to receive it. All are welcomed. All are chosen in Christ. Some reject the gift. Some put qualifications on the gift. Some say, I'll, I'll receive the gift tomorrow. Others say, I don't understand the gift. The gift doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if I can. But God still works. And um, he doesn't stop. He, God keeps just showing up. And so do we. And in this series, we've been talking about, oh, let's see, what is my badge reminding me? Follow the Vic show. Where? Anybody want to get a close-up of this? Or maybe you can see it. I don't know. Follow the Vic show on Facebook. Instagram. And I don't mean to be directing, Rick. And Rick, sorry. Thank you for what? Reminding? Oh, Sorry. The Vic Show. Follow The Vic Show on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, nice. Lovely. Lovely. So how's Mr. Ex-President Cam doing? How's that shot looking? We, have, we still forget to... Oh, there he is. Yes. Hello, Mr. Ex-President Cam. So in this series, we've been talking about uh, just showing up and how that in the Bible, there, I've noted some characters, some people, Moses, 
God spoke to Moses and Moses didn't want to show up and God had to work with Moses a lot to get him to keep showing up. And he finally did. And he, and he, he was the instrument, the person God used to bring salvation and freedom to his people from slavery into the promised land. And then you go on down the biblical story to Gideon during the time when Israel was a young, na- young nation and being led by judges, judges being tribal leaders. There are 12 tribes of Israel. And so the book of Judges tells us about people who, men and women, there are several men, men, women mentioned in the book story of the judges. Deborah is one of them. And uh, there was a man named Gideon who God spoke to. And Gideon was the least of the least of the least. He was the last person you would expect for God to use to bring some, some victory to the people of Israel at that moment in their history. And God showed up and started talking to Gideon and called Gideon out as a mighty man. Gideon, mighty warrior. Well, Gideon was not a mighty warrior. Gideon was a coward and Gideon was just trying to survive in the midst of enemy uh, domination. But God spoke to him, said, I'm calling you and I have some plans and some things and I wanna use you, but I need for you to just show up because I can't show, I can't, God's activity will not happen. God's, 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 will, let me step and push the boundary a little bit. God's will does not happen in a vacuum. God desires to use his creation. God desires to use us to further the causes of his plan. Yes, God can act sovereignly on his own will and behalf. We see that in creation. God spoke and things happened. But now God has chosen by his, by his delight in creation. God has no necessity. God chooses out of delight, because he loves it, to use and to, and to join in us, in our story, and work his plans out through us to affect creation. Humanity is called to be priests. In the, in the, in the, um, uh, Nathan, let's go to the Genesis account, the Genesis. In, in Genesis 1, we read God created humanity and breathed into them his image. Then God said, mm. then God said, let us make mankind <clears throat> in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of, in the sea and rule over the birds in the sky, rule over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures, i.e. move rule over all the rest of creation and um, move along the ground. And what's the next verse? So God created mankind in his own image, in his own likeness. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So God created humanity and poured into humanity and poured into this animal body. This is a body like an animal. It's an animal, meaning it's animated. But we carry the image of God within us. So we're more than our, we're more than animals. We're not like angels. We're in between. We are earthly creatures that carry divine endowment, the image of God. In that, God has chosen to work through us. That by his choosing, his choosing, God has come to this earth. Heaven has come to earth. That's in the Lord's prayers all throughout the scripture. 
and he's chosen to work through humanity out of, out of his delight. He could do it on his own, but he's chosen to work through me, he's chosen to work through you, and to everyone who wants to, everyone who wants to join him, and you just start following. You follow the man named Jesus. That's how it starts. And then your life changes. Because your image, is our, God's image is already in you, but it may be dead, may be dormant, may be hidden and buried under sin and death and nonsense and bad decisions and horrible teaching and addiction and all that stuff. But God will bring dead things back to life. And then Paul, let's go on to 2 Corinthians 4, where Paul is telling us, a kind of reiterating this image motif, God's image in flesh, where Paul is telling the Corinthian church, which is a church that's on fire, but there's a lot of craziness going on. So he's trying to preach them. He's trying to teach them and mold them. He says, we have this treasure, i.e. the image of God, in jars of clay. That's just what Genesis was telling us. Treasures, the image of God. That's the image of God as a treasure. Paul is telling the people and this congregation in Corinth. There's this treasure, but it's in earthen pots, jars, jars of clay. We don't really know what that means. When we think of a jar, we think of a mason jar. So I like to think of a, a, a heavenly treasure in a mason jar. I know what that is. And that, well, I'm like, wow, that's, that's like liquid gold in a mason jar. You know, think of that. That's kind of what Paul is getting at. To show that this all-surpassing power uh, that God uses in us is not from us, it's from Him. But He's choosing to pour it into your life so that he, through you, He can affect the world. That's why you just got to show up. That's just why you got to show up. So God, God showed up to Moses. God showed up to Gideon. And there are many more in the scriptures. I'm just highlighting the kind of the superstars of the passages. God showed up to Esther. Esther was a woman, a Jewish woman who was living in Persia, had never been to Israel. She was born in Persia. She didn't know what Israel, I mean, she had never been there, but she was of Jewish descent. And her asset, what she brought to the table is her beauty. But it wasn't just a physical beauty. She was a spiritual beauty. She was, she was a beautiful person on the inside. But the world, King Xerxes couldn't see that. All he saw was what he saw, which was a beautiful woman. And that was her ticket into higher power. And God elevated her because she did not use her beauty for her own glory, but she allowed God to use the beauty that she contained for his glory and for his people and for his purposes. So Queen Esther was called into service and was compelled to just show up at the right time at the right moment and say the right things to free her people and to further salvation history. And then we move into the New Testament. Peter, the apostle, the loudmouth, big ego. He, he was a man with a lot of power and talents. And God, he had, Peter had a keen sensitivity to who Jesus was and admitted it calling him the Christ. And Jesus said, Peter, you got it. You're right. Right on. You're my rock. I'm going to start with you to build what will be called the church. The church is an extension of ancient Judaism in that it was to bring the vehicle that God would use to bring a, a blessing to the earth. God started with Abraham. God moved to the Jewish nation. Then God moved beyond the Jewish nation 
not at the expense of the Jews. The Jews were always invited in to join what Jesus was, what the Messiah had been doing. But now it was going to touch the world through the church. And Peter was the start of that. But Peter was human still. Peter was Simon and Peter. Simon was his birth name. Peter was the name Jesus gave him. And so at a point in time, Peter, on the day of Pentecost, which was an ongoing festival in Jewish history, but this particular Pentecost, something different happened. And, and the Holy Spirit had exploded into the world in a way that had never been seen. Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, and the church was born, and 120 people from the backside of Israel were speaking in unknown tongues and speaking all the languages of the world. And the city of Jerusalem, which was surging with hundreds of thousands of people because they were there for the festival, they're like, what's going on? What are these Galatians, what are these Gentiles, what are these Galileans doing? We know Galileans aren't smart. They don't know all these languages. Why are they speaking these crazy languages? And some of the Jews and some of the people who were visiting in Acts chapter 2 said, well, you know, they like to drink. Maybe they're drunk. And so the world was beginning to write the narrative of what God was doing. And the Holy Spirit moved on Peter. And Peter, Acts chapter 2 tells us, Peter stood up and opened his mouth and out came Peter's first sermon, and it changed the storyline. It brought the truth into what was happening. God was not going to let the world write the narrative of what he was doing. God was going to give his insight and inspiration to Peter. And Peter would open his mouth and just show up and say what needed to be said to move God's move what God was doing forward. God used Peter. God used Esther, God used Moses, God used Gideon. God used Paul. We'll go to Paul now. Paul was a man who was Jew Jewish hierarchy, and he was going around killing the Christians, trying to stomp out what God was doing in this new way. Paul thought he was doing the right thing, keeping Judaism pure and holy and stomping out the infidels and getting rid of all the nonsense. But Paul had his head in the wrong place. Saul had his head in the wrong place. And Jesus intercepted Paul on the road to Damascus. His name was Saul then. Saul and Paul is the same person. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Paul? Why are you persecuting me when you're going out hurting these other people who are just following their heart and trying to find God? You're persecuting me, Paul. Jesus asked Paul, why are you persecuting me? And Paul was riveted. And life changed. And Paul was on fire for the Lord. And Paul went around. He was self-ordained. He went around preaching and teaching. Now for Christ. For what God was doing in the Messiah. Dead and resurrected. And how that this was now for a message. Not just for the Jews anymore. Now this privilege and this glorious story would be, would be extended to all creation. Whosoever will. Everyone who will. And right. Paul was preaching that. But forces from inside the religious tradition tried to stomp him, stop, kill him. They didn't like it. He was ruining the system. He was ruining the boat. He was messing it up for everybody. Even though he was doing God's will, it was, he was stepping on a lot of toes. And he was getting in the way. And he was got, Paul was, Paul was, he needed some encouragement. So in Acts chapter 18, just to reiterate that you just got to keep showing up, even Paul, even Paul, needed encouragement. So in Acts chapter 18, uh, Nathan, where is it? In chapter 18, verse 9, I believe. Paul is in a deep pit. 
He's like, he's just, he needs some encouragement. He doesn't know what to do. No one's ever done anything like he's doing. He doesn't even know half the time what he's doing because God is leading him. And Paul's trying to follow as faithfully as he can, but he's human. Like all of us, he gets tired. He wants to quit. He doesn't have anything else to give. He's like, God. And so God shows up. God does not abandon you. God does not abandon. He will show up. He will show up. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid, Paul. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. That's it. One night, when Paul needed it, Paul, the Lord appeared to Paul in a vision. And if it's in a vision, the vision is not the point. The point is, it affected Paul. Whether it came by vision, or whether Jesus showed him a person, or whether Jesus dropped a spitball out of the sky, it still affected Paul. Do not be afraid, Paul. Don't be afraid. Paul was afraid. Don't be afraid. Keep on trucking. Keep on moving. Keep on shaking and grooving, Paul. Keep on talking. Don't close your mouth. I need your mouth. I need for you to speak. If you don't speak, people won't hear. I can't talk out of heaven because I'll scare them to death, Paul. Come on. I need to work through your mouth. Just like I worked through Peter's mouth when he opened up on the day of Pentecost. You just have faith in me and open your mouth and don't worry about what you're going to say. People, when I come on the big show half the time, I don't know what I'm going to say. But I get up here. I show up. We all show up. We all push the buttons. Come on. We all chart the cameras. We all turn on the lights. Yep. And I stand up here in this silly outfit and nonsense and, you know, hooray, hurrah behind me. But all this is an effort just so that hopefully when I open up my mouth and start talking, something will begin to flow. And it always does. Preach it. Keep on speaking, Paul. Don't be silent. And so Paul gets up and he starts trucking. He's in Corinth. And then he goes to Jerusalem and gets in some hot water and they want to kill him. So in Acts chapter 23, Paul's in the same pit. He's in despair. He's fighting for his life. His own people, the Jews, the only people, he used to work for these people. Now they want to kill him. He has no refuge. He has no, he's hiding out. He's like, God, what in the world is going on? And then they're going to send him to Rome to appeal to Caesar. I mean, who, like Paul's saying, God, I didn't sign up for this. This is not in the trajectory of my career. The following night, the Lord stood near to Paul and said, take courage. Paul, I'm back. I'm back. I saw you five chapters ago. Now, Paul, I'm back again because you need some more encouragement. Take courage. I'm sorry. Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, good for you. But now I'm sending you to the capital of the world. I'm sending you to testify to Caesar in Rome. Jerusalem, you've done your duty. You've proved yourself. Now I need for you to go to the world. I love Jerusalem, but they have, they're, they, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with them. I'll deal with Jerusalem later. And you read about that in Revelation. But now I'm going to deal with Rome because there's a world that's dying and it begins in Rome. Mm. Go to the head. Go to Caesar. Take courage. As you have testified about me, go to Rome and tell them the story. Because they'll latch on to it. They're looking for something and they have no clue. But when you start talking, Paul, in Rome, the world will change. It will start with you. But I need for you, Paul, to show up. Just keep showing up, people. Just keep showing up, Orente. There you go. (laughs) No, it's all good. I'm telling you, people, just keep showing up. You You know what I mean. 
we all we all know the stories. We all know what we need to do. And you feel defeated. You feel out of energy. You feel out of money. Those things are true. But you still have breath. And now you have some hope. That's more than enough. Just keep showing up. Just make a decision. Great start. Exactly. Start where you're at. Just show up. Okay, you promise? Okay. With God, all things are possible.